Come on. Welcome to Life Club. This is George G, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, strong and powerful Tim Kakir. Tim, are you ready to do this? Yes. Hi, George. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to have you on. Tim is a growth consultant. He's helping companies, entrepreneurs, and students achieve fast and consistent growth. Tim, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Yes. Uh, so uh, I'll give a little bit of my personal background because I think it helps a lot in what I do. Uh, it's uh, I was born to a Turkish father, a French mother uh, in Istanbul, Turkey. And then I had the luck uh, to move to Seattle, Los Angeles, London, and now Spain. Um, and I speak four languages yeah, four and some other very minimal. But so why I'm saying this is because it really helped me understand different cultures. It really helped me understand and see company growth, a personal growth uh, from uh, different angles, from 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 very different cultural angles and different learning methodologies. Uh, I had the chance to go to school in Turkey, in the US, in London. I've done a lot of education in different uh, different places in the world, and I've realized that. You know, we're all humans, we're all the same, but we all look at things from different angles, which is which is great. And we should really uh, empower companies to do that. And this is why my growth consultancy has been very interesting uh, for me. I've worked with uh, French companies, uh, Turkish companies, uh, lots of American companies, a lot of uh, UK companies and so on. But obviously, every company has different different um type of people in the company and it's very interesting to be able to 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 be able to put myself in in in, in their shoes and how they think and why they think the way they do why do they pro solve a problem in this way and somebody else solves it in another way uh, and that really helped me a lot in my um for for me and my clients yeah that's fascinating i mean i i can only imagine the, uh, the value of being able to have those different experiences in those different places and to be able to speak four plus languages. Um, I think that how you look at something makes all the difference. Uh, yep. So the way that you're viewing a situation through the lens that you're viewing it through the world, um, the different angles, as, 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 as you talked about, I think is, is really cool and definitely a benefit when you're trying to solve different problems. So what when you talk about growth, um, it's probably a very, very relative thing, but how does a conversation usually start when, 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 when you're meeting with somebody or talking with a potential uh, client? Yeah, well, uh, that's a funny one because I think um, about five, six years ago, we had uh, growth hacking was a trend, wasn't it? And it was like, everybody was a growth hacker and, and you know, and, and I, I did ride that wave, George, and I had to, right? Because that was the trend. And uh, so then I realized that th these little hacks are not sustainable. So a lot of my clients uh, usually come in from this perspective of, hey, we heard you're a growth hacker. You know, some <laughs> most of my clients come from re referrals, to be honest. And they're like, oh, we heard you're a great growth hacker. I'm like, I'm not a growth hacker anymore. Yes, we will grow, but it's not going to be with hacks. It's going to be a sustainable uh, systems, processes uh, that we're going to build, that we're going to change, we're going to optimize, we're going to find the right uh, tools uh, to automate certain things. Uh, we're going to make sure to align all your teams so that everybody's rowing in the same direction. There's going to be a lot of workshop. There's going to be a lot, a lot of conversation, a lot of training material, uh, a lot of documentation. Uh, and that's growth. So so suddenly, uh, then some of the clients, some of the potential clients go, they're like, 
oh my god that's 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 a lot i'm like well yeah that, that is growth that is growth if you want to grow sustainably you have to do the right things at the right time in the right place and so on um and it's not just a hack i can do a growth hack we can scrape potential clients and then send them an automated message we can uh, scrape them on linkedin as we all know now there are so many things that we, we can do that are little hacks but um, I can guarantee you that's not going to be sustainable. You're going to live that for a few months. You're going to see that in your, in your dashboards. Uh, and, and from there on, it's going to die down. And, and I bet you that's not what you want. Uh, and then luckily, a lot of the people that I speak that I have the time to converse about this, they suddenly go, they're like, oh, okay. Yeah, that, that makes sense now. Uh, and, and if that sweet aha moment <laughs> happens, uh, then we usually close a great deal. And um, minimum, I do three months. Uh, a very sweet spot of my consultancy has been about six months. And it's usually uh, just before the round day or just after a round day investment for uh, tech companies. Got it. Got it. That makes sense. Yeah, hacking. I, I imagine <laughs> that somebody who is a professional is mildly irritated by that term. Um, and for for good reason. And it's very, very short-sighted and definitely not sustainable. So are, are, are there certain like eggment segments like sales, marketing, um, fulfillment, customer service, or are, are, are you looking at everything? Well, so I try to look at everything uh, today, actually, which is great because I'm trying to find a new tagline for myself. And is I'm jack of all trades, master of finding experts. Hmm. Right. So, so I can understand from, uh, from a lot in the company. And if I see that my, uh, my skills and my experience is not enough there, I can find the right person and, uh, and we can guide the right person together with my client to do the specialized job. Um, but, uh, I started my career in sales. Uh, when I was in LA, I was selling carpets door to door. So I'm a very, very into sales. Uh, then I was lucky to switch a little bit to marketing because I realized I prefer to find the people that needs the carpet instead of shoving down their throat the carpet when they don't need it. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and, uh, and, and from marketing, I realized about this, this growth hacking space, as we mentioned, that brought me a lot onto, onto product tools, uh, processes and systems. And I had the chance to be a CEO of a, of a, of a nice uh, B2B SaaS company here. And that really taught me that uh, growth was actually in every department. Uh, growth was having the right people at the right place uh, with the right tools, with the right goals and the right processes. And if you can bring these together, that's where growth happens. So, so this is why when, when my clients hire me and, and the first thing that I see is it's marketing and sales hate each other. <laughs> I mean, I say hate each other. Maybe it's too strong, but it's usually they blame each other, right? So they'll go, you know, uh, the lead quality and, and the marketing people say, no, they don't know how to close and stuff. And that's where the, the, the first quickest problem is, is making sure they sit at the same table. Uh, they look at the same dashboard. They look at the same campaigns together. And they brainstorm and ideate and even approve things together because they go hand in hand. Marketing and sales has to go hand in hand. Uh, the best, the best, best, best growth, not hacks, but growth systems that we've built with my clients has been when marketing actually helps the sales profiles and not just the sales department, but the individual sales profiles. If you can, as a marketing team, you can help the individual sales profiles and and amplify their reach and make them look even better with your marketing and branding uh, skills. Um, there, that's where growth happens because sales will 
be able to close deals easier then suddenly they're gonna like marketing they're gonna say oh wow you made me look great at this client thank you so much or you gave me some great pdfs you gave me all the material that looks great that has our values and so on and and, and our, our our unique selling points and so on when that happens it's it's one of the fastest quickest growth that i see it's it's that that marriage, uh, that nice marriage between marketing and sales. If you can achieve that, that's already a big thing. You know, product and marketing now are getting closer together, and this is why we have product marketing and so on. Uh, sales and product is getting closer as well. Uh, but there's been this 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 classical um, issue between marketing and sales, and um, and it still happens. I see a lot of clients now uh, not doing it, but. Um, also, the majority of it, they'll, they'll struggle there. So I like to look at uh, very different departments, but uh, my always goal is to bring them together so that they can row in the same direction. Yeah, that makes sense. When you say sales profile, what is that? Can you tell me more about that? Yeah, it could be an SDR. It could be a, uh, an account executive. It could be anybody that uh, has a LinkedIn profile and is trying to uh, close deals. Maybe it's doing outbound or maybe it's working on the inbound leads and so on. Uh, usually they don't focus on marketing themselves, right? Because their sales profile, they just want to go sell the deal. And a marketing team always is, not always, sorry, but most of the time is focused on marketing the company, uh, the company website, the company eBooks, the company PDFs, the company LinkedIn profile and so on, which is, which is great, but we all buy things from people, from another person. Uh, marketing sales, everything at the end of the day, it's, it's human to human, right? I had I had this uh, this um, conference and, and I gave a speech there and I, I said, I don't believe in even B2B or B2C. I believe in H to H, in human to human, because that's at the end we sell to a human, even if it's a business owner or a marketing professional, still, still a human, right? So when a marketing team can help the sales team, but in a human level, and they can help their LinkedIn profile, you know, it could just be by designing the same banner for all the sales guys and, and giving a nice profile picture with the same color of background, uh, having a nice uh, bio and making sure that on the bio, uh, you know, there is all the value there and you can see it, the proposition and so on. And when they do that, suddenly, obviously, the salespeople suddenly look better. Uh, they sell better. They're more uh, respected. Right. Um, and, and, and that creates a, a very good atmosphere between the departments uh, and, and the company revenue is growing. And when the company revenue is growing, usually uh, things are looking much better for the company and, and they like each other and everybody's happy. That does that does probably have a tendency to make everybody happier. So, yeah, <laughs> H to H. I, I, I love it. Right. It is human to human. Um, and so it makes sense that that we need to make sure that that we're understanding and embracing that. Should we achieve that? How how important are are the tools? Are certain tools exponentially better? And I just don't even realize it as a business. Uh, yeah, I think uh, I think tools are are key to business growth um, and to personal growth as well. Um, some people get scared from having too many tools, and yes, having too many tools for the sake of having tools is bad. When you're when you're uh, looking to get a new tool for a certain uh, problem that you're trying to solve or certain processes that uh, you want to automate and so on, you really have to have what I call like a little one pager. You know, why are we getting this tool? How are we going to integrate it with the other tools? How are is our people going to use it? Who's going to use it? Which type of access they're going to have? What do we expect from them uh, frequency-wise, daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly uh, from the tool and how they're going to use it? When we start planning around um, the tool that we want, then we definitely find better tools um, and, and we're able to onboard and integrate 
integrate this tool into the day-to-day -day lives of it could be marketing, sales, product, or it could be company-wide tools sometimes. Um, I am a tool freak, so uh, some people call me Tool Time Tim. And uh, that's <laughs> something that uh, is coming soon, George. Um, you will see some live streams on LinkedIn and YouTube uh, under the name of Tool Time Tim. And I will be interviewing people uh, like you do, but I will interview uh, people who has tools or uh, product managers, CEOs, founders. And I'm going to talk about their tools and why their tool is the right tool or not the right tool. And I, I want to make a transparent conversation about this. There's so many tools out there. Um, it can get confusing, you know, and this is why I think your question is great. Um, the exponential side of a tool is is really when we collectively put our intelligence into these tools. And, uh, and I talk a lot about collective intelligence. And in collective intelligence, we do have to have knowledge management tools. We have to have communication tools. We have to have project management, task management tools. We have to have goal management tools, uh, you know, sometimes challenge management tools tools, excuse me, which doesn't exist yet. It's, it's a category that uh, that I'm looking. There are some issue log tools stuff, but not challenge as a company. And obviously all the ideation tools, where do we create? You know, is it, is it whiteboard, digital whiteboards? Is it documents? Um, that's where collective intelligence happens. So my biggest goal as a growth consultant, it's to bring the human intelligence and the creativity and, and, and make that integrated with the tools that we have and and make sure that it's almost transparent of, of the usage of the tool and the human side of it because it becomes a, such a day-to-day -day, um, flow, right? And when you achieve that flow, the tools are our best friends. And uh, I had this saying as well, uh, tools ain't for fools, right? So we have to be very smart about the usage of, of XYZ tool. I appreciate that it, in, in a perfect world, it would be seamless, right? I wouldn't have to be looking through my my drawer of tools and picking it out. It would just be part of everything that I'm doing and I wouldn't even be thinking about it. I wouldn't have to take the tool out. It would just be kind of part of it. Um how common how 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 common is that or is a big part of your job actually helping to show them how to use it and use it seamlessly? Uh, it is a big part of my job uh, because, as mentioned, I, I love the, the tools and I'm addicted to it. Um, and the usage of it daily is, is very important for many of them, not maybe dashboards. You want to see them weekly sometimes and so on. But um, So how do we do that? It's to make sure that wherever the person is, the tool is there. As you said, I don't want the person to leave their desk or or to think about, hold on, let me open up my drawers of tools and find the right tool for the uh, for the job, right? Um, instead, it should be, oh, I'm I, I'm on uh, XYZ website, or I'm in uh, I'm in uh, on our HubSpot, and I have a Chrome extension that pop in that helps me for do do this. Or it is that uh, every morning when I open my desktop, you know, I do want to have our uh, if it's a Notion knowledge management, I want to see my welcome of the morning. I want to be able to see my calendar of the day. You know, I want to see these automatically. As you mentioned, I think uh, I think that um, spending the time of finding the tool, opening up the tool, and logging in and and then being where we're supposed to be, we lose we lose that. Um, that flow, we lose that 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 creative flow, that um, that uh, execution flow that we get into, because you know the cognitive power uh, doesn't kick in right away. It takes time for it to, to kick in, and when it kicks in, you want to stay in that flow, right? Um, and it doesn't stay for very long. So how do we make it uh, so seamless, as you mentioned, so that when I open up 
something something else happens right uh and according to that suddenly after after a couple of weeks a month time it's so automatic that that my job is like tuk, 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 everything is happening and what do we do as humans and what we're good at and what we're paid for and we should be more paid for it's our creativity it's our thinking outside the box the boxes are there let's know how to operate the boxes and let's know how to manage these boxes but let's bring what the boxes can't bring yet and ai still not can't bring creativity uh, and thinking outside the box it, it still can't um just to add something to that i think that lately uh we've seen a lot of amazing products and tools um designed in a way to live in places that we're already working right some of the strongest tools out there right now there are little chrome extensions that pop up when you open your chrome browser you know and you don't have to open up another uh, another tool and another platform and log into it no it's just there because it knows you're going to spend about 90 percent of your day on chrome anyways <laughs> doing things so it just pops up there you can add your tasks in your chrome uh, you can see your calendar in your chrome you can you can do many many things in 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 the place that we are and this is why slack has been super successful right all the integrated bots and and, and little apps inside slack Zoom. Today we're having this call on Zoom while we're recording your podcast. Uh, now there is Zoom Zoom apps, right? So before you had to have Zoom and then open up Miro, whiteboard, digital whiteboard somewhere else. Now you actually have it embedded, right? Um, and, and I don't have to leave the space where I'm working since we're all remote as well. Uh, that's the key. That is the key. It's it's fine where people are. Don't make them get out of where they are. Bring stuff to them. Hmm. That's that's a bit of my goal as well. That makes a ton of sense. That's a great way to think about that. I like it. I like it. Well, Tim, people are ready for that difference-making tip, even though you've given us a lot. What do you have for them? Well, it's document everything. I know it's boring, but uh, when you start documenting everything, all your learnings, uh, the things you've done, the failures, um, and then you look back at them, that's where I found the best growth happened. Um, you know, and documentation doesn't have to be ugly. Uh, it could be very sexy by using tools like Notion or Coda. There are so many other tools that can help you make documentation very visual uh, with examples, with videos, uh, with, you know, Loom recordings and so on. Uh, do that. Do that from day one. Do that f at school. Do that in, in, in um, your company. Do that for your personal lives. Do that for your family management. Document everything and then you'll find gaps. You'll find uh, problem areas much easier. Well, I think that that is great stuff. That definitely gets Come on. It's got to know, right? If we have no idea where those gaps are or where the opportunities to, to make improvements are, then we just don't know and we end up probably wasting a ton of time. So, <laughs> well, Tim, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people learn more about you? How can they engage with you? Yeah, I'm uh, posting every day on LinkedIn. So Tim Kakir, T-I-M-C-A-K-I-R on LinkedIn. I should be the first one that show up, hopefully. Um, you know, connect with me, follow me. I post every day. Uh, I share everything that I learn, uh, my tips and tricks. I share templates. Uh, I have a newsletter there. Everything happens there. So uh, I am 100% transparent with what I do every day. Love it. Well, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Tim your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Find Tim on LinkedIn under Tim Kakir. It's C-A-K-I-R. How do you actually pronounce your last name, Tim, for, 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 for everybody? In Turkish, normally the full name is Timuçin Çakır, but I was able to go Tim, but the last name it just went Kakir now, so it's Tim Kakir. 
a little too difficult for us dummies here here in the United States. So, <laughs> ah, it's it's not about that. It's about the cultural differences, you know. And um, you don't have the C with the little things, and Turkish has an I without a dot. It's very confusing. So don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Excellent. Again, Tim Kakir, T-I-M-C-A-K-I-R on LinkedIn. Take advantage of Tim's transparency and everything he's sharing and keep an eye out for Tool Time Tim as well and all the great stuff that he is producing and putting out into the world. Thanks again, Tim. Thank you so much, George. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight. We are all in this together.